All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Daily Face-Off Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome into a January 14 edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. Tyler Rumchuk, Frank Saravalli with you. And Frank, did you win at Wordle today? <laughs> you know, I, we were just talking about this off air and I was saying, why is it that no one tweets their Wordle when they don't win? You only ever see they make it to all five green squares. I've played every day this week. I have not won every day this week, but I do not feel a need to go on Twitter and brag about my word capabilities, my Wordle capabilities. No chance. Just if you're going to do it, do it real and post when you lose. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. I'm surprised that you don't win every day. And I was also surprised with some of the results we saw on the ice in the NHL last night. So let's start two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. Yeah, it was a great segue. Uh, and talk about the wacky night in the National Hockey League and some of the upsets we saw. You had Columbus taking down Carolina by a score of six to nothing. Not even close. Ottawa beats Calgary 4-1. Buffalo beats Nashville 4-1. Frank, we had Aaron Dell out dueling a guy in UC Soros who might win the Vesna or be in the Vesna conversation, I should say. Sorry, 31 saves for Merzlikens in a shutout. You had the Battle of the Kachucks in Calgary, and Brady comes out on top. It was a wild night. My question to you, out of those three teams that you see on the right-hand side of the screen that lost, any concerns for you with any of them? Well, I definitely, you know, not as much concern for the Carolina Hurricanes. Rod Brindamore said after the game that he could see that loss coming from a mile away. My concern would be with the Calgary Flames. And you look at their last four games, and yes, they got shellacked in that trip down south through Florida with Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. But 
It's really the rate at which they're giving up goals. Milan Lucic said after the game last night, these four goal games that we're giving up, they don't work for anyone, but it's been worse than that. They've given up 20 goals in their last four games, an average of five a game. And yes, every team has a blip on the radar. Uh, I refuse to, you know, penalize this, the Flames even more for losing to the Sens, even though it's so much more pronounced. It's not the team that they lost to. It's the process that they've had over the last number of weeks. Daryl Sutter, their coach, saying it's been a lack of energy, a lack of focus. And when you look at the Flames overall this season, they've given up almost a quarter of the goals that they've allowed for the entire season in the last four games. Uh, that is a run that certainly is not sustainable in terms of success. They've held on to their playoff spot largely because some of the other teams around them, the Anaheim Ducks, the Edmonton Oilers, have faltered a bit in the last days and weeks. But I think if you're Daryl Sutter, if you're the Calgary Flames, yes, it's been a really weird season. Last night was their first home game in more than a calendar month, but there's still a lot to clean up. Yeah, they're two seven and one in their last ten. And you're right, they got to get things cleaned up because it's not getting any easier for them either. They got a matchup against the Florida Panthers next, and then even though Edmonton's struggling as well, the battles of Alberta are always big games, and both teams usually show up for them. That comes next Saturday. Then the Flames get the Blues after that as well. But uh, certainly a, a pretty wild night. And uh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned that Brady came out on top in the in the brother battle, and that was certainly in more ways than one. Check out this video. I didn't even notice, like, at first, like... Brother on brother combat. First off, you don't see Matthew really get tossed all that often. Little brother gets the best of big brother, and then, woof, that is a swift stick to... Uh, where the sun don't shine. So certainly uh, not not all that fun for uh, for Brady, but uh, the best part is the refs kind of just are like, eh, brothers, whatever. Yeah, and I love that as well. Uh, let's keep moving on to a team that is on a hot streak right now, and that's the Boston Bruins. And a big reason why the Boston Bruins have been able to win four games in a row is the play of David Pasternak. And the change putting him on the second line has resulted in his goal output shooting through the roof. Eight goals, as you can see here in this tweet from DFO Fantasy. Eight goals in his first 28 games, followed up by eight goals in his last 18 periods. Frank, uh, this is a guy, and he's done this in the past before. He's mm-hmm. he's known to go on these runs where over three or four games, he'll put up six or seven goals. Um, but right now, this is kind of what I'd call vintage Pasternak with his production. Yeah, this is one of those heaters. And, and if you're the Boston Bruins, it's coming at the perfect time because, you know, I think everyone was kind of wondering, look, this is an extremely talented player. Um, you figured the goals would come at some point and he'd get on one of the tears that he's on right now. But I think when you look back to last season, uh, the shortened campaign, 20 goals in, in 48 games played, and you're like, man, what what happened there? And then he has the start to the season that he did. You know, it's just two years removed from that incredible breakout season that he had 48 goals uh, and finished tied for the league lead and, and ended up sharing the Rocket Richard Trophy in that season that ended up being shortened due to COVID-19. And you look at it and you're like, when is when was this all going to come together again? I don't think anyone thought that just a subtle little line change. Yes, uh, you know, the perfection line has been such a big part of what Boston does. But uh, putting Pasternak in that spot has changed things. And I think a lot of people also assumed, oh, they'll just go back to it at a certain point. I'm not so sure that's the case. Feels like this current lineup is going to get a significant run. 
Yeah, and it very well could, and it could help solve some of the depth problems that the Bruins were having for a little bit here. And they're a team, they're they're comfortably fourth in the Atlantic Division. And I'm not sure if I love their chances of jumping ahead of any of those teams, but I still look at this Bruins team on paper and I go with with the pieces they have in this lineup. If they make a couple of additions at the deadline, and they certainly could do that, Tuka Rask back and the usual cast of characters they have, I think they'll be a team that's a really, really tough out come playoff time. And another thing that's the product of this, I, I know you don't exactly maybe agree with that, Frank, but the product of this Eastern Conference basically having its eight playoff teams set is I think the trade market could be fascinating because these eight teams know they can be buyers starting right now. Yeah, I, it's it's boring is what it is for the moment. Yeah. Maybe the trade deadline part of it is an interesting wrinkle, but fascinating stat that Jason Greger threw at us this morning on the DFO rundown episode 96, the Miko Rantanen edition. And that was that the gap potentially between playoff team and non-playoff team in the East, it's on pace for 24 points in the last number of years. The gap has only been about four. So this is shaping up to be the least interesting playoff race ever in the East. It's a different story in the West, but hopefully we'll find something new to key in on. Maybe like the trade talk, as you said, because there's not really even a battle for seeding right now in the East. There's yeah. nothing really that separates eight to one. It's not a big margin. Not at all. Uh, let's get into some all-star talk, Frank. And I know a lot of people kind of roll their eyes when you talk about all-star snubs at this point in the season, but I kind of like it. I mean, yes, it's, yeah, and, and I know you don't love it, but it's it's meaningless, but it's fun, meaningless chat to be like, ah, this guy should have gotten in there. Oh no, this guy doesn't deserve to be there. We no, always no, get the, no. why do they need one guy from every team thing? I like it, Frank. Kadri, Stamkos, Marshawn, those are the big three snubs everyone's throwing around. Is there a big snub for you or are you just dismissing this entire topic I have on the board? Yeah, first off, there's no such thing as snubs because no one cares about the All-Star game. So let's be honest about that. <laughs> um, you know, that's the only real intrigue is who's actually going to make the team. I mean, you go through the process and it's it's difficult. Like, I don't... You know, you look at, at the job hockey ops has to do here in order to fill out these teams positionally, including every team. And then, as you said, people get into the argument, oh, well, you know, we don't need to represent every team. This is a big weekend for NHL business. There's representatives from all 32 teams that go to Vegas. And it's not just front office members, team presidents and executives. It's big sponsors, big, important fans to their team business. That's who fills out the building. Yes, there's, of course, local fans in Vegas, but their tickets are somewhat limited. They're not they're not the ones filling the building. It's those that are coming together uh, to convene that are big parts of league business. And so you need to represent all 32. You know, uh, Nazem Kadri, maybe he makes his way in as a last man in. Unfortunate for Steven Stamkos that he doesn't make it and there's no Olympics, but maybe he can use that as his sort of personal Olympic break. Go to uh, one of the beaches there in, in Western Florida for the weekend. Uh, you know, I, there's like, let's not cry about something that we don't need to. Yeah, for me, like the big all-star distinction is the one that comes at the end of the year, right? When the players are voted into the all-star team for the season. Those are the ones that matter. And as far as every team having a representative, I actually do like it. I think it's neat to have the best player from every team show up at this event. And I agree, like this is obviously done for sponsors. It's a TV thing as well. You want the entertaining players there. So yes, Nazem Kadri doesn't make it, but I wouldn't want to have a skills competition without Nathan McKinnon there. So I, I, I understand why some of the decisions are made the way they are. 
one thing I want to throw at you, Frank, because I wanted to say it the other day when I was hosting. How cool would it be skills competition surprise the fans in Vegas with their first look at Jack Eichel on the ice in a Golden Knights jersey? Yeah, I wouldn't huh? be shocked to see something like that. And I, I was thinking, you know, honestly, looking at the timeline, maybe Jack Eichel makes it back or close to a game right before the All-Star break. Just as a what a little tease that would be into the break. Jack Eichel gets into the last home game or something. I don't know. It'd be really cool. But uh, I think there's going to be plenty of cool factor anyway with the uh, skills competition, closing off a bit of Las Vegas Boulevard and, and some stuff outside Bellagio Fountains. Like there's endless possibilities, endless reasons if you're an NHL player to participate. NBA All-Star Weekend matters. And it is a big deal because the players care and they participate. Sidney Crosby not going to the All-Star game again. I mean, there's tons of, of reasons how and why this could actually be important and be better. A lot of times there just isn't the buy-in. Let's move on to the Olympics and uh, and the roster that we shared yesterday on Daily Faceoff. Team USA has their team that is going to Beijing, and we can flash that up here so everyone can get a look at it. And the thing that stands out to me right off the bat, Frank, is the amount of youth on this team. You got Matty Beneers there, and I know these aren't exactly lines, but he's up there, the Seattle Kraken draft pick. Jake Sanderson going to play a big role on the blue line as well. What do you think of the strategy from USA Hockey here bringing this much youth to the Olympics? Well, it's interesting and I like it. I mean, the fact that they got Beniers and Sanderson and another first round pick and Brendan Rasan, I mean, that's great. I, I I have some question marks about some of the top end college players that they ended up leaving off. It seems like there were some players here that were picked that were either trusted fits because of the coaching staff that know some of these players that they coach on their college teams or whatnot. But I, I feel like there were some misses here. Thomas Borlo is one from Michigan. Uh, that would have been an easy pick. Bobby Brink is another one. Um, you know, go down the list. There's certainly guys that that should have been part of this. Jordan Harris from Northeastern um, that I think are more high profile college players than some of the guys that ended up making it. So um, I think that part of it will be second guessed. And I think on a bigger scale, one of the things that I'm second guessing is just the lack of real veteran play. Brian O'Neill in Yogurt, he's the one returnee player. Um, yes, some of these college players are on the older end of the college spectrum, but um, you know, why not go with Bobby Ryan? Like he clearly wanted to participate, and here's how much so. The Spengler Cup ended up getting canceled, we know, at the last minute. But Bobby Ryan actually missed Christmas with his family because he spent it in a hotel in Switzerland prepping for the Spangler Cup because he wanted to make a comeback to try and get on to Team USA. This is a guy that actually had a contract in place with the Detroit Red Wings. They wanted to see what Lucas Raymond would look like. Would he stick with the team after 10 games? Uh, there might have been waivers involved with Bobby Ryan, and that was something at the moment that he wasn't ready to, to deal with. And in this case, you look at some of these guys – you mean to tell me that there wasn't a spot for Bobby Ryan and all that he's accomplished in his career? It's not like he had not played that long ago. As I mentioned, just went through training camp with the Red Wings a few months back. How long would it really take him to get into shape? I just feel like that is one of those moments you look and say, okay, that's a little bit of a miss. Eric Stahl, you're going to have some of that type of leadership and experience to draw on if your Team Canada doesn't necessarily the same exist with Team USA. And this will be the case with a few teams in the tournament, but the goaltending as well has me raising an eyebrow and going, that could be a real weakness going up against maybe teams like Sweden and Russia who have these guys playing in pro leagues overseas. Uh, it's been a while since we had our friend Rachel Dory on the show, but she is back, Frank. So let's get into another edition of the Number Crunch.
That's right. Pleased to welcome back Rachel Dowery to the Daily Faceoff Show for another edition of Number Crunch. And we were just talking about some all-star snubs. I know that uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of the word, but Nazem Kadri has had an unbelievable contract year for the Colorado Avalanche. When you look at his numbers and you look at his season, one of the big concerns, Rachel, that I had when he got off to such a hot start was, would this be sustainable? What are you looking at in terms of his numbers that might indicate that it is? Yeah, Nazem Kadri, I mean, pick a season to have your career year. Just absolutely unbelievable. And uh, for all the criticism he's taken, I got to say on a personal level, like I'm pretty happy for him. You look, he's got career high in time on ice. He's on pace for a career high in goals. He's leading the NHL in assists. And it's not like a bunch of them are power play points either. He's earning these at even strength. He's on pace for 126 points. I don't necessarily think that's sustainable, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he hit 90. Um, and then you look at it, Dom Lustrician does game score and he ranks seventh. And the guys he's behind are McDavid, Dreisaitl, Brad Martian, Austin Matthews, Miko Rantanen. And then games are goals above replacement, which basically is a number that aims to quantify a player's overall impact on the game, whether it's even strength offense and defense, ability to draw penalties, uh, power play contribution, penalty kill contribution, all of that stuff. And he ranks second in the entire NHL. And so for me, I look at it and I go, his shooting percentage isn't really inflated. And he's contributing in other ways on the ice that are boosting just his overall value. And so to me, this is very sustainable. Maybe not the points, but the value he brings to the team, absolutely sustainable. Nazem Kadri certainly making himself a little bit of extra money this season, but he's not the only one. Rachel, take us through some other players who have caught your attention as guys who are really stepping up in their contract years. Yeah, there's definitely a, there's a few guys who are getting themselves paid. And what I've done here is I've just gone UFA. We're not going to do RFAs because they don't really count yet. Uh, but we're going to look at uh, Valeri Nachushkin. This is the increase in points per game from last season to this season. So he's basically doubled his production. And even though he hasn't played as many games, he's still playing at least half the games. Evan Rodriguez, I mean, oh my goodness. When Crosby and Malkin were out to start the year, you look at that point pace. He's almost a point per game player. That's absolutely fantastic. So he'll be getting... Probably a pretty significant raise. Alex Goligoski having a, a career year uh, with, I believe, 21 points in 29 games. He looks great for Minnesota. Uh, Johnny Goudreau, he seems to have rebounded back to kind of where we saw him at the, at his, at the peak of his powers. And he's over a point a game. And even though Calgary's faltering a little bit, he still looks really good. And then you've got Joe Pavelski, who's in that over 35 contract and People kind of wondered, is he tailing off a little bit? Well, absolutely not. He is on pace for career high over a point a game. And I mean, that's pretty hard to ignore. So those are five guys, I think, that have definitely earned themselves at least another million dollars on the AAV going forward. And then you got one goalie. And this guy has probably earned himself the most money with the exception of Kadri. And that's Jack Campbell. He's got 18, five and three. The goals against average, which is more of a team stat, is still extremely low. Save percentage is one of the best in the league at 935. 
four shutouts, and he's on pace for a career high 63 games played. And I believe his career high previous is 31 or 32. So we're talking about doubling the amount of career games played in a season. We're talking about a save percentage that's above 930. And you're playing on a team that's one of the best in the league. This is not going to be a cheap negotiation. And there's a part of me that thinks that Toronto cannot afford him because of how well he has played for them. Yeah, it's really interesting to watch that development, Rachel, with Jack Campbell. Just a quick one for you in terms of looking at some of those UFAs again. Goligoski a little bit older, Pavelski a bit older. I agree with you that, you know, Pavelski with the year that he's had, he may have earned himself an additional $10 million total dollars with how well he's played if he gets a two- or three-year deal this time around. But how do you, if you're in a front office, how do you manage that, you know, a Goligoski having such a big jump how does that impact his marketability or on the market uh, this time around next summer? I think it's really tough. And I think the same goes with Kadri as well. You have to be very wary. You know, especially with older players like Goligoski and Pavelski, that this is not really who they are. You're not going to expect Joe Pavelski to produce at a point per game pace when he's already like 36, 37 years old. So I look at it and I go, guys, you had really good seasons. We know you're not that, but we also know that you've earned yourself perhaps a little bit more money. And the big one for me is I don't like term. So maybe you offer the older guys one or two year deals at a little bit more money, but you absolutely have to stay away from anything that starts with a three year deal or higher because you're setting yourself up for those age curves to really come back and bite you. The last thing you want to be doing is paying a guy who's on the wrong side of 35 an extra million dollars a year for a year or two too long, that can really screw up your cap space. And we've seen that with more than a few teams. And so I look at it and say, you got to be very wary and you got to be very direct when you have those conversations. Rachel, the information is fantastic as always. That's going to do it for another edition of the Number Crunch with Rachel Dory. All right, Frank, it is time for our daily face-off inbox question, hashtag AskDFO. And as you can see at the bottom here, the question is about sing-along tunes. But the reason why this is a question has something to do with a nice video from Brady Kachuk. Let's take a look. I found a sing-along song of all time. Which one? I didn't find a really cool leather jacket by the Arcals. She money? It's like such a good like sing-along tune. Good for a... Oh, that's a good tune. I heard that one before. Ladies and gentlemen, free concert to Brady Kachuk singing. <laughs> Frank, I don't think Brady Kachuk is winning a Grammy or maybe I should say a Juno Award anytime soon, but I loved him giving a little bit of love to a nice Hamilton, Ontario band with the uh, with Arkells. But the question is, What's the best sing-along tune on a Friday afternoon rolling into the weekend, Frank? What do you got? So hold on. There's two best parts of that. One is when he sort of ad-libs and he's like, something else, we're near a payphone. And two, this song came out in 2014. It's nearly eight years old. You just found it now. Do you have iTunes, sir? I mean, like, 
I, I don't know how you haven't gotten to it sooner. Anyway, we're glad to have Brady Kachuk part of the uh, Arkells movement because we've been on that for a little while, and I certainly appreciate everything that the Arkells bring to the table. But, man, that is some gold Gold material from the Ottawa Senators. You should mic up Brady Kachuk everywhere. He like just keep a camera on him at all times, no matter where he goes. It's so so good. In terms of uh, sing-alongs from my end, um, I actually took my wife to see Kane Brown last night in Philly. Uh, big country music fan here, so anything from Kane Brown, I'm not going to sing it for you because certainly wouldn't want to damage anyone's eardrums. But been listening to Kane Brown, and it's been running through my head all day. Nice, nice. I know you were hoping that I'd drop a little Kodak Black in here, Frank, um, but that is not the direction I'm going. I'm a big Arkells. I'm a big Arkells guy myself. I've seen them live in Edmonton three or four times now. And uh, their bass player, Nick Dyka, friend of the nation. He's been on Blue Jays Nation radio with me a few times. He's an absolute beauty. Everyone in that band is awesome and uh, good to give some love to Canadians. So I'm going with uh, Knocking at the Door. Arkells. It was the Blue Jays win song in their 2015-16 years, so it always brings up good memories for me, so I'm giving a little bit more love to Arkells here. Uh, let's get into our Daily Bets segment now, and uh, whew, man, I could use a feel-good song right now, Frank, because my bets are... <laughs> I'm icy. I'm cold. I've lost five in a row. Luckily, the record is still good. 76-56-3. We're still up just under 13 units on the year, but I don't like having a cold streak, and I certainly don't want to sit cold for the entire weekend. So I'll look to bounce back short three game slate. Let's look at it. Courtesy of our friends at points bet. And I'm eyeing up the Minnesota wild as favorites in this matchup against the Anaheim ducks. And I'm going to get not fully greedy, but a little greedy. I'm taking the wild to win this game in regulation. They've won two in a row. The ducks have lost two in a row. Minnie's a good home team. 11, three and one. The ducks are an average road team, seven, seven and three. Trusting my process here, even when I'm in a bit of a cold snap and I'm going with the wild in regulation, even money against the Ducks and my player prop. Sam Reinhart is plus 145 to pick up an assist, even though he's hit this mark in four of his last five games and six of his last 10. So I'm taking a shot on a little plus money Friday here at Sam Reinhart to pick up an assist. He's playing top line with Alexander Barkov right now, and he's on that Panthers top power play unit to boot. So he'll get plenty of opportunities to uh, pick up an apple. And I love the value plus 145. Last thing to wrap up the betting segment here, Frank, if you would have parlayed Columbus, Buffalo and Ottawa yesterday, even if you would have just put $10 on it, would have paid out nearly $450 on a $10 parlay between those three underdogs. Crazy night last night. Yeah, but no one with a sane mind would have put those three teams (laughs) together on a parlay. So if you put $10 on it, we're going to have you seek help from the 1-800-GAMBLER <laughs> line. Um, that brings us to our garbage time segment. And there were so many amazing things that popped up on social media this week, from Kodak Black to uh, Brad Marchand picking up that pink hat yeah. uh, for the hat trick. What captured your eye last night from around the NHL? Yeah, we're, we're going to end our week with a nice feel-good story here and a little bit of history last night from Aisha Visrum. She was the assistant athletic trainer for the LA Kings, and she was on the bench for a regular season game. And as the Kings Twitter account pointed out, Frank, that's the first time a woman has worked behind the bench for an NHL game, which is crazy to think that in the 100-year history of the league, it's never happened. 
but it's great to see that it finally did happen. So a big congratulations to Aisha Bisram, who made her NHL debut, we'll call it, on the Kings training staff. You know, there's so many negative storylines of the pandemic and COVID, but this is a positive storyline that only came out because a member of the Kings staff had to be put into protocol and she got the call up from the Ontario Reign. So it was great to see a little bit of history made last night in the NHL, Frank. Yeah, and you never know really what's going to happen next. It's only a matter of time, it feels, before there's a female assistant coach or perhaps someday even a head coach. We're seeing them rise through the ranks in the front office as well. Haley Wickenheiser and all the amazing work that she's doing on ice with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's not going to be that long before we see that. And so to see that step forward in the process, uh, see it, dream it, be it. I mean, I love to see it. Absolutely, Frank. And that's going to do it for another week of shows here on the Daily Face-Off Show. Frank, get that Kane Brown queued up and enjoy your weekend. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com. Thanks for watching the Daily Face-Off Show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.